Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Welcome. To Stupidity, home of the greatest media mind ever to walk the planet. Okay, so here's the deal. He's a true icon in every sense of the word. He's loved and feared more than any being to grace this planet. There's two guys, is it? Hey, a man with a voice that sounds like Barry White and Beyonce had a Jewish baby. God himself would pay $39.99 for a cameo. Fact of the matter is, you are about to embark on a transcendent experience that can only be described as psychological nudity. This is Stu Gatz, and this is Stupidity. Here we go, Jim. Welcome into another episode of Stupidity. It's the biggest podcast in the world. Thanks to you. Please subscribe, rate and review, unsubscribe, resubscribe, re-rate, re-review. By doing that, you have made us the biggest podcast on the planet. I appreciate it. Keep doing it. Do it right now. Seriously, subscribe, then unsubscribe, then resubscribe, then do it again, okay? And rate it and review it and keep doing it. I need you to do it, so please do it. Uh, Anyway, we are presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code STU for a special offer when you sign up. That's code STU, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. All right, we're going to get right to it today. Myself, Billy Gill, and Mike Golick Sr. We are going to have on the head coach from Middle Tennessee State, Rick Stockstill. I'm super excited about this. They were paid $1.5 million by the University of Miami to come down here, spend a couple of days on South Beach, and beat the holy hell out of UM. I mean, how about what a terrible investment by Miami? <laughs> I mean, seriously. Uh, we're a Miami based show. Uh, Dan graduated from UM. Uh, Mike is a Golden Hurricane. And you might ask yourself, why would you allow the Middle Tennessee coach, the Blue Raiders, Why would you allow Rick Stockstill, the Middle Tennessee head coach, to come on and take a victory lap on one of our platforms? And there's a simple answer for that. We're assholes. Stupidity. Stugouts here for my friends over at Miller Lite. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So, what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. Listen, for me, it's simple. When I'm sitting around with friends, with family, we're at concerts, we're watching the Knicks finally win for the first time in 30 years, we're laughing, we're having a great time, we do it with ice cold. Miller Lite. Always have, always will. Miller Lite keeps it simple, undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash stew, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer cows and carbs than 
premium regular beer. Oh my gosh. Folks, gather around. Everyone gather around. Listen to these words. The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you gotta check this out. New customers, listen to me. You bet just five bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DAN. That's code DAN for new customers. And you get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. That's insane. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boothill Casino Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Mike, I know you love these stories. I know you love the stories of when the small program comes in and kicks the ass of a big program in the University of Miami in Middle Tennessee uh, State did just that uh, this past weekend, beating Miami on their home field, Mike. And I know you love these stories in college football. Am I right? I mean, I, I think they're they're great because there's always there's always the talk of people saying, oh, these teams that that take a big check to go play and they get beat up, are you not worried about your player safety? And my thought's always on the other side. The guys that are at the smaller schools, man, they love this opportunity. They love the opportunity to go against one of the, you know, air quotes, big boys and say, how do I stack up against those guys? So I am always for the players to say, man, this is your opportunity to go shine. And Middle Tennessee absolutely did that. And their coach, Rick Stockstill, uh, joins us, who, who has spent some time down here in Florida with Bobby Bowden, um, has spent a lot of time, actually, in, in, in the state of Florida. But, Rick, did you feel like you won some sort of lottery, it feels like, right? Like, that's the best $1.5 million your school's ever spent <laughs> or ever collected. Yeah, yeah you know, it was, it was a great afternoon, to say the least. I'm just so proud and happy for our players because I tell them all the time that when they get done playing, uh, they're not going to miss the weight room. They're not going to miss practice. You know, they, they're not going to miss the game. They're going to miss the locker room and the camaraderie that they have in there and just the celebration after wins like that, games like that, that, you know, they created a memory that they'll carry with them for a lifetime. And to be the first team in Middle Tennessee State history to beat a ranked team, you can only be one, the, the first one one time. And so those guys have got a great memory that they'll be able to keep with them for the rest of their life. I mean, just just you you hit it on the head. The moments that those players can share in the, on the field when it's all zeros and in the locker room has to be incredible. But take us through the week where you know you're going to Miami. Everybody kind of sees big guy against smaller guy. It's but, a paid trip to Miami, Mike. Yeah, but it is. <laughs> but, you know, you're still – as a coach and a player, your, your plan is to win every single game. So, Coach, take us through that week of where the outside, what everybody was thinking, and how you and the players were dealing with it in preparation. You know, the big thing, Mike, I, I kept emphasizing all week was the physical and mental toughness that we had to have and play with. And I, and I kept telling them, I said, you're a good team. We're a good team. I believe in you. I said, Michael Irvin, Ray Lewis, all them cats, they ain't coming out of the smoke. 
You know, they're, they're, they ain't coming out of that tunnel. <laughs> you're, you're playing this team. You're not playing the history of that program, the legacy of all those great players. You're playing these guys. And, you know, when we – I just – I said, you're going to have to be tough physically because they're going to be bigger than us. You're going to have to be tough mentally because going on the road and, you know, you're going to have to overcome some adver- adversity. And, and we did that and just, you know, we had a plan going in. I thought we could, we, I thought we could run with them when we got, you know, watching them on film. But when we got there, I said, heck, we can run better. We can run by them. We can run better than they can. And, uh, you know, you stop a team and something that had, they, they keep talking about the big plays that we had, but, you know, we stopped them, you know, on the six yard line on fourth down, fourth and two or three, we stopped them fourth and goal they started on the three and we stopped them fourth and goal on the one you know we had two goal line stands against the mighty hurricanes and and to me that's an example exemplifies the toughness of our team as much as anything throughout that game i mean run by him i mean let's talk about the other side you're chase cunningham i mean he has 16 completions for 408 yards. My quick math says that's a little over 25 yards of completion. You got receivers averaging 84 yards, 32 yards, 69 yards. He had three catch. average over 30 yards per catch, it, I believe. It was, yeah. yeah, that those three I just mentioned. It yeah. was it was stunning. So what did you see out of in your preparation and or on game day that said, okay, we can get away with this? Just you know, we got we've got a couple really good receivers. We have a good speed at receiver position, and, and all those except for one. One, you know, he caught a ten yard curl and broke out of it for right. eighty five or so. But you know, most of them were, or the other three were, four of them were over the top of them. And you know, we just uh, we we got good players that, that ran can run, and uh, you know, it, it's at times it's hard to you know, to watch and see a game and, you know, match up speed-wise until you get there. And uh, But like I said earlier, that I thought we could run with them. I didn't – we weren't intimidated by their speed. Like, you know, you've played some of these games. We played Alabama a few years ago, and, man, it was, you know, a definite – you could tell on film that it was a definite speed difference. difference. And uh, but you didn't see that on the film watching these guys. And we just went down with a lot of confidence. And, uh, you know, obviously we got off to a great start defensively. And, you know, that energized the whole team as well. Coach, when did you sense your kids actually believed? Was it before the game? Was it at some point during the game? When did they believe, hey, we can pull this thing off? We're going to do this. You know, throughout the course of the week, I never – I never sensed, uh, you know, a lot of times they'll ask, what do you think, coach? You know, and, and they never got – I never got that feeling that they were, you know, had any doubt about it. They had a – you know, we we're coming off two pretty good wins and obviously, you know, the level of competition was going to go up with Miami. But, uh, you know, we, we were just a confident team. And uh, Mike said it earlier, you know, we've played so many of these power five games and we're not intimidated. We're not in all of going into a, a big stadium and all that kind of stuff. Cause we've done it, you know, so many times every year, you know, for that paycheck. And, you know, so we weren't in all of them. We weren't intimidated, anything like that. We had a lot of juice, a lot of confidence. And, you know, even pregame warmups, you just, you know, being in a pro stadium, that always, is a different yeah. vibe anyway. And, and uh, it was just a really cool feeling. And, you know, there's a rain delay or lightning delay. We started about 15 minutes late or uh, 20 minutes, but in the locker room during that time, and just I felt really good about our team where we were at. So one of the most impressive things to me, Coach, is the fact that it was the last score in the first quarter. You go up 17 to 3. So – I think a lot of people were like, okay, boy, they got out to a great start, but Miami's going to start to take control and come back. You guys, from that point on, never let them get closer than two scores. That, to me, is incredibly impressive to to keep them at bay like that. So you're up 17-3 after the first, 24-10 at half. 
What were you saying to them maybe after the first on the field or at halftime as far as you got the lead, but <laughs> we had some game to go? You know, we were really good at halftime. And, and I told them, I, said, and I was really, you know, they scored with a minute left in the half. And they had a 15-play drive. And they can a three fourth and shorts. And then we got a 15-yard penalty for getting a hand into the face on that, on that last drive. And I, I just told him, I said, man, just keep it in front of you. Keep the ball in front of you. Don't give them anything easy. And we didn't do that. And, and you think about it, again, I keep going back to here's the mighty Hurricanes. Three times on one drive, you know, they've got to go for it on fourth down to convert. And it wasn't, you know, making it by a long shot. I mean, they're going to the review box and all that kind of stuff to make sure. So, we really felt good at halftime and then, you know, come out at halftime, we get a stop, uh, you know, defensively. So that adds to your confidence a little bit. The, offensively, we had to punt, you know, then they score and make it. Uh, or then we go up, I think it was 31, 31-17 uh, or something like that. Uh, you know, probably the most disappointing part of the game was when it went to 38 38 to uh, 17. Right. We had just scored a 98 yard uh, pass. Uh, we let them kick, uh, return the kickoff return back for a touchdown. Right. And at that point, I mean, the stadium was starting to go now. And that's where, and I got, I got them, you know, not everybody up at the same time, but I went to each group and I said, this is where you got to be tough. This is the mental toughness part right here. We bowed our neck and we stopped them. Uh, Billy Gill, our executive producer, is just joining us. Uh, Billy, you'll love to know this. Golik is enjoying this way too fucking much. Oh, like he is awesome. enjoying the holy hell because for Billy, oh. for a week we're not talking about Notre Dame and their losses. Okay, uh, but here's the thing, Bill. I think, no, but Mike, here's the thing. I think Billy and I are enjoying it too. Like <laughs> I don't even like you, M. Billy, what the hell are you? <laughs> oh, coach, you made me so happy. I hate you. Yeah. You beating them was oh, the highlight of my weekend. My team lost <laughs> seventy three to nothing. So I was yeah. so excited to UM. <laughs> so you know when we played Tennessee State the week before we were winning 42 to nothing at halftime and Eddie George you know is the head coach over at Tennessee State and I told our guys I said I'm not interested in you know getting on ESPN scoring you know 100 points all that stuff I want to do it the right way be respectful use the 40 second clock and all that kind of stuff and then this week I see that score and I said heck I'm worried about you know, us beating Tennessee State and here uh, Western Kentucky's running it up on FIU. So, yeah, it is. Yeah, maybe they wanted to get on ESPN. Who knows? Yeah. They wanted to be in the top 10. <laughs> so, so now, now you run into this. You get this win, the celebration. I don't know what you're, it's most people have the 24 hour rule celebration, but this is a monster win for 18 to 22 year olds. You understand the gravity of the situation of getting a huge win. And then you got to play next week. 18 to 22 year olds may not as, as much. So, and you're playing a, a, a US, a UTSA team who, while they're two and two, they have, they have scored over four, basically over 40 points a game they're averaging. So they can put points on the board. So, how has the week this week been as far as, okay, guys, nice win, put it away, which I'm sure they're going to have a hard time doing. We got more games coming up. Yeah, you know, and that's what I told him, Mike. I said, and again, this is the mental toughness part that you talk about. You've got to be able to put that, up, you know, in the background and enjoy it, you know, for that Saturday night and Sunday. And But now it's time to go to work, and, and you can reflect on it at the end of the year. And some of these guys have been on the team when we beat Missouri. Some of these guys are on the team when we beat Syracuse. So they're, they've, they've got some history of, you know, beating Power 5 guys uh, here in the past. And, and we're a young team. We've only got nine seniors, but I think we're a mature team. I think we're a very mature team. And, you know, we handled it good yesterday. Uh, you know, and I, we practice here this afternoon. So I, I think, you know, we, we've enjoyed it. We've got it out of our system and we're ready to move on to, like you said, you know, the best team in the conference coming in here this weekend. What did uh, Mario Cristobal say to you after the game, Coach? Nothing. Really? Nothing. Really? It was, you know, 
and it was, you know, I've been there. I, you know, you, what can you say? And I wasn't going to get into. Congratulations you know, would be a good place to stuff. start. I mean, and he, and he, he, he probably, and I've known Mario from when he was at FIU and everything. So I got a lot of respect for him, but I, you know, I wasn't going to sit there and, you know, carry on a conversation because I know he didn't want to talk to me anyway. It was Did his you, birthday. It was his birthday. So, oh, probably, wow. That's a hell of a gift you gave him, Coach. <laughs> <laughs> now, we're we're in a new era of college football, so I'm wondering, Coach, are, with NIL deals, any of those players asking for a cut of that 1.5? Funny you say that. Uh, <laughs> one of our players Sunday at practice asked me, he said, what do, you, what do we do? He said, we got 1.5 for that game. What do we do with it? And I said, ah, it goes to your scholarship and all that kind of stuff. And I was waiting for that next question. Would be, anyway, we can get a piece of yeah. it. I mean, they deserve it. I mean, that is awesome. I love that he asked. Yeah. Wait, Coach, so after the game, do you like you, your staff, the kids, administration, do, do you guys like sit back? Do you laugh and say, listen, they paid us $1.5 million for us to go down to South Beach, a little trip down to South Beach, nice weather. They paid us $1.5 million to go down there and kick their asses in front of their fans. You guys laugh about that at all? You should. Yeah, yeah I mean, it gets out there. You think about it. You, 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 you're appreciative of, you know, the win and all that. But uh, I said this yesterday on a radio deal, and I don't know, I didn't plan on doing it, it just came out, but they paid us $1.5 million. Miami at, ran for 194 yards against Texas A&M yeah. the week before. Yeah. Uh, they ran for 60 against us on 38 carries, which equaled 1.6 yards per carry. I said, <laughs> how about that? They averaged 1.6 and gave us 1.5. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes. That is awesome. Yes. Coach, you deserve a victory lap. We're giving you a victory lap. You can take two laps if you want. I mean, we don't I'm care. A, Shit I'm all a, over I'm Miami. A, I'm, a, I'm a sorry winner. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know what, though? Every now you get you get a moment that you have to embrace, right? That you have because you know your players are embracing it. Yep. Yep. Coach, what do you think Bobby Badham would have said about you beating Miami? You know, and I don't know. I I, I did it last year when he passed, and you know. I've got his Bobby with the hat logo, you know, that Florida State did. I put that on my hat, and I wore it last year every game after he passed. And I'm wearing it again this year, and I'll wear it the rest of my life every game I coach. And uh, Tommy West, our defensive line coach, you know, we were talking. He goes, I bet Coach Bowen was smiling down a little bit on, it, on you uh, here tonight and saying, good job, Stock. Billy sent me a little text here saying you look like a coach and you do, you know that you look like a coach, right? Like you listen, Billy and Down I want to like one too. For you, okay. I don't yeah. I look like a businessman or something. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, you take care of business, but you look like a coach, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. How do you feel about this with Notre Dame? Uh, because they're not off to a great start either. So, so while we'll why we have you on the phone, <laughs> Billy Very thinks they fun. should change Poor their Mike. side from play like a champion today to play like a national semifinalist today. You agree? No, I'm, I'm going to stay in my own lane on that one. <laughs> Thanks, Coach. Thanks, Coach. That's why I always have to be on an interview with a coach because I, I these guys will, will will say some dumb shit. So. That's a question. I mean. Oh, no, it's not, Billy. No, it's not. Let the man enjoy his win. Don't try and drag other things into this like my alma mater. Mike, he seems to be enjoying it. He should be. He, yes. he should be. And, and, and. I, like I said in the beginning, Coach, I, I got to believe the players because listen, players see the big time schools out there, and a lot of them didn't get didn't get recruited by those schools. So I mean, there there is there there's got to be that inner burning at times to say I want to see how I match up with those guys. So I, I would imagine the the week leading up to that game, you had a lot of guys that were really excited to say, and like you said, you've had other guys on that team that have beaten Power Fives, but that, that that's got to be such a great mental thing for them. No question. And, you know, it goes back to, you know, I talked to him, you're going to earn everything you get in life. You know, you, you want a different number here, earn it. Go do something and earn it. Uh, you got to prove yourself every day. And uh, 
You know, these guys, we no, none of our guys had Power 5 offers. Now, they may have gotten Power 5 letters, but they didn't get any Power 5 offers. You know, our facilities don't come close to anybody like that. And I said, here's a chance. You know, they, they know they got a chip on their shoulder that, hey, I'm just as good as that guy that's getting an NIL deal down there. I'm just as good as that guy that's got a training table and we got to eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. I'm just as good as this guy. And, and they, it's added motivation. And I told him it's the, one of the greatest things in the world is to do something that nobody thinks you can do. And nobody thought we could go down and beat 26-point underdogs, go down there and beat Miami. You know, but we did it. And you proved a whole bunch of people wrong. And you got a good reason to stick your chest out with pride. And now go do it again. And go do it again every day. Just prove yourself that you're just as good as the next guy. And if you'll carry that philosophy in life, when you get married and have a family, you're going to be just as, as successful then. So, you know, along those lines, Coach, you have to have a coach who, you know, can sell that to the players as well as you can play with these, these big boys. So for you, I know you started out, you're coaching Bethune-Cookman back in 83, but you coached for a number of years at Clemson. You coached at South Carolina. Do you think it helps that you coached at one of these big time schools to be able to bring that experience to the, the middle, uh, the, the, your, your players, middle Tennessee state players. Yeah, no, no question. And, and I can tell cause I've told him, I said, you know, I coached this guy at Clemson. You're just as talented as he is. You're I coached this guy at South Carolina. You're just as talented as he is, you know? So you, you try to draw up different scenarios, different examples to, to give them, confidence and, and I'm not going to lie to him I'm not going to say that you know you're this guy or that guy when you know you're not Randy Moss you're you know you're five eight you're not Randy Moss you know but so, sometimes just to kind of motivate him like you could be Randy Moss so if you tried a little harder <laughs> you know you lie just a it's not a lie you just kind of stretch the truth to motivate them I, I think kids are too smart now they know that they know and, and, I, and I'm not going to lie to them about anything. And they know they they can read you. They read you. You could have told me anything when I was playing. You could have told me anything, and I'd have believed Coach Bowden. You know, but these kids today, they're not. They they want you to to prove it to them and all that. So uh, I just try to instill as much confidence. Uh, and, and we've got seven or eight guys playing in the NFL now. And I said, you know. They're playing. This is what they did to get there. You're as talented as they are, but you got to work harder. You don't work as hard as they did or whatever. And, uh, you know, so I just try to build their confidence and, and uh, keep their dream alive. Rick, uh, can you coach the Jets? I mean. <laughs> no, sir. Please, please, please. <laughs> sorry. I'm already saying, I'm already telling you right now, you'd be the best coach we've ever had. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> How'd you celebrate coach quickly? We'll get you out of here. How'd you celebrate after? Uh, snuck a couple Tito's in the locker room and had me a vodka or Tito's and Gatorade drink in the locker room before I got out of there. Oh, well, I, I bet any drink you made would have tasted fantastic. One last one for me. You've been there since 06, a head coach. Is this the biggest win and or the one you enjoyed the most as well? That's, you know, it's a great question. I always said the Missouri win was my favorite because uh, they had played in the SEC championship the year before. You know, we go out there play them and it was a 51 to 45 game something like that and I always my son was a quarterback so you know that, that element of it made it special made it more special uh but this one being a top 25 team in the history of that program the national championships of, of years gone by and the players and everything this one you know surpasses that one so awesome. Uh, oh. Did you did you and the kids get to enjoy South Beach while you were down here? No. <laughs> no. You no. kept them far away from that from that place, oh, right? God. No, we stayed in uh, Coach Shula, Don Shula, 
old hotel. Oh, at Shula's Hotel. Yeah, yeah Shula's much, much hotel, safer yeah. in Miami Gardens. You're right. That, yeah, it's a good yeah. call by you, Coach. Yeah. No and doubt there, about it. There ain't no football trip in the world where guys are going to go and enjoy a South Beach. I mean, those trips are too quick. I was worried about that big yellow snake they got down there. I didn't want <laughs> I can't believe Cristobal didn't say anything to you afterwards. It's uh, it's crazy. Ah, he had to be pretty, pretty pissed. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it wasn't, and, and it wasn't. He was not. It wasn't disrespect or anything. It's just. Right. You know, he was mad. What, what, and you didn't give a shit. Like, you were just trying to get to the Tito's in the yeah. locker room. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Uh, coach, all right. So listen, we have a bunch of UM guys who work on our staff, okay? And so feel free. If you want to take one more victory lap and dunk on all the fans down here or what the lack of fans that they have down here, uh, feel free to do it, okay? And by the way, you got out of the right time because we're expecting a hurricane. So uh, you got out of the right time. But feel free to dunk on Miami right now. Go ahead. Not- I appreciate you, Miami. Thanks for the money. And <laughs> the first thing we spend it on, I'll thank you guys. Oh, that's awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> I want you to win the national championship. That is so good. Thanks, Coach. Appreciate the time, Coach. Thank you very much. I appreciate much. you guys. Thank All you. Right. What a trip, Mike. Someone oh $1.5 million <laughs> to come down and you get to kick their ass. I, I love the fact that the kid asked him about it. I mean, we are in he the era now yeah. where kids can get paid and he asked him about it. I think it's an awesome question. Right. Hey, so uh, where's that money going? Uh, we get a little, you crack me off a little bit of that one. <laughs> I mean, those three wide receivers should get at oh, least a half million each. Yeah. I mean, I mean right? like you said, one of them was a little 10 yarder. That, that That's was, all the that money. Was, that was yak. I know. Everything else was over the top. They're running by those freaking the secondary like they were nothing. Oh my god! <laughs> and what quick math there? <laughs> quick math there, Billy. <laughs> and, and listen, knowing the apathy of the Miami fans down there, because I was a Dolphin for one year, there had to be tens of people that watched that. Oh god! Uh, yeah, he, 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 you know when he started talking about all the it. fans that were filing out, I was thinking, what yeah. fans? <laughs> there yeah. were none there to begin uh-huh. with. <laughs> Both of them got up from their seat. Golick is really enjoying this. Oh, it's like I, I, I a little just, heat well, off of Notre Dame well, for a week. No, it's nothing. Notre Dame got over 500 yards offense. What do I? I, I got nothing right, to complain about. I mean, yeah, whatever yeah, they. Yeah. You know what? You, you worry about the last game, and the last game they they kicked ass. I just like, and I said it that so many people. Oh, these small teams shouldn't be playing the big teams. You're going to get players hurt. Number one, the money these teams are getting are these aren't big programs. So they are so helping the programs and the schools to get this money. And number two, I'm telling you, these players want to check themselves against the top players, uh, the top rated players. So don't, don't feel bad for them. And sometimes they get their asses kicked. Sometimes they do. We see that. But, but they want that challenge. They want to see how they match up. How they stack up. You're right. Uh, Kent State was paid uh, $1.5 million as well. And, Mike, I was more impressed with Kent State than I was with Georgia. I mean, and oh, they lost I know. by 17. I, 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 listen, I agree. I, yeah. I absolutely agree with you. Yeah, it's uh, it's something. It's, I, I, I love watching this. I, I really do. Yeah. Billy, what are you smirking at? What's going I on? Just, just I was looking at Notre Dame's schedule. I see that Shut BYU up. is next. And oh, it's a tough one. No, no, no. Their schedule is fucking tough, Billy. Yeah, man. Like they can lose the rest of the games. Listen, I mean, the one good thing I know Notre Dame will do, they they'll get better as the season goes. The old line, you got two young tackles. I know Harry He stands back, who's going to help them a lot. They're going to get better. The running game's getting better. Drew Pine, all of a sudden, you got a backup in there. You got to give him a little time to get acclimated and they didn't have a ton of great receivers coming into it so they're going to grow into that you got a great tight end which helps a hell of a lot um they'll they'll, they'll be fine but i mean listen they're going to be in nail biters they're going to be doing things in some of the games are going to go oh man but they're going to win their share but you know you got byu is a good program obviously clemson even though they got scored on a lot sam hartman the heck of a quarterback at wake forest that he's been there went, for 13 years finally yes, he has. to figure it out yeah. yes he has you know so uh, and then obviously USC, they look pretty damn good as well. Like Syracuse is pretty good. Like yes, they are. You're right. Yes. You're right. You're right. Well, it's tough until Notre Dame starts winning them, and then all the Notre Dame haters come out and say what an easy schedule it is because they're mm-hmm. clueless. So right. You want to dunk on Mike Ryan some more, Mike? Go ahead. Oh, like I mean him defending the. I love him defending the fans of Miami. I was down there in '93. Now that was probably before Mike was born, but. I'm there 93 playing. We're nine and two. We're the best team in the NFL. 
and our our games are blacked out because we're not selling out. The apathy down there, and I came from Philly where it's for real. And Miami, sorry, sorry, Mike Ryan. You know, the apathy down there is embarrassing. It's just mm. embarrassing. Yeah. So there you go. Take that one. I like that. <laughs> Mike should uh they should spend money on better players. I mean, yeah. spend, you know? <laughs> well, they can now. <laughs> yeah, well, they have. <laughs> These guys aren't that good. <laughs> Oh my God! I mean, Tyler Van Dyke was benched. I mean, I don't know how familiar you uh, familiar you were with Tyler Van Dyke headed into the season, but he's a guy who's projected as a first round pick. And I'm wondering, what do you see this season? Like, what's different? Because he has not played well at all. I'm not gonna lie; I don't know a ton about him. I I, I have not started any real, and, and I'm not calling college games this year, so I haven't been as up on it, and I haven't really started evaluating for the draft. I will know more about him for sure. But at this point, this point, I, I can't give you a good, uh, you know, a good synopsis of it. I'll be, I'll be honest. I won't try and bullshit my way through it. So I was just going to say, we, it's been the year of handing out 1.5 mil. Remember, App State got 1.5 mil from Texas A&M and had some of the great signs the next week when game day was there. It was like uh, Texas A&M is the only ATM that gives out 1.5 million or something. It's like, <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. There's, there's others out there it's now as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's got to be the worst feeling ever, right? Oh, like getting, for, for like, the other side? Yeah, paying to lose a game to an inferior team. It has to be well, the worst feeling in Listen, Notre Dame went through it with, with Marshall, I believe. I believe they paid. I'm not positive, but I think they paid Marshall. I, I don't know for sure. But, um, yeah, I mean, if, if you're supposed to whoop up on a team and you don't, man, let me tell you the worst part about it is, is a player is filmed the next day. There are plays that you play on a Saturday if you're in college or Sunday and you're in the NFL where it goes bad and you literally on the field before the next play, you're thinking to yourself, oh, shit, is that going to look bad when I watch film tomorrow? And it actually enters your mind of just how bad it is. And then you get to film the next day and you hope there's a reason that play isn't shown (laughs) for somehow, some way that the coach skips over that play, but it never happens. Mike, it should make you feel better. Um, Notre Dame didn't pay $1.5 million to Marshall. They only paid $1.25 million. Okay, $1.25. Okay. So they saved $250,000 on that loss. <laughs> yeah. Must have been a, uh, a two-for special kind of thing. And, and you know what? Any team that gets paid and goes to that other the, the, the big-time school wins, they should talk all kind. I have no problem talking shit leaving. Them, the loss man. was on sale. I mean, no, no problem. Just talking all kind of shit as you leave. Cause that's man. Enjoy it. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. The coach stuck a couple Tito's in there. I mean, just enjoy the hell out of it. Now they have a game a little sooner. They play Friday against UTSA. So it is at home. So I imagine the fans there are going to be pretty rowdy for middle Tennessee state. So it's always interesting to see what they do the next week after a big win like that, of how quickly you can get those players back down to earth. Billy, I think you'll agree with me, and I think you'll love this idea. So I think, you know, like when Marshall or or UN pays Middle Tennessee State $1.5 million, that's just to play the game. If mm-hmm. Middle Tennessee State wins the game, UM should have to give them another $1.5 million. Wow. How do you feel about that? Oh, wow. Yeah. I actually like that a lot. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, here's your money just for showing up. And here's a little something, something if you actually get the win. Yeah. Oh, that is awesome. You like that. I do like that. <laughs> Billy, uh, uh, bring it on the field in a big chest and open would, it up. And, yeah, yeah, I was thinking like yeah. a brick truck in the end zone or something. Oh, just like do it like like uh, like dodgeball. When they, yeah, when they bring that chest out and open up and show you the mm-hmm. money, right? And how about Cristobal or, or you know, who, any coach? Should be in the locker room after the game. You just cost us, you know, or we had to pay it anyway. You embarrassed us. We paid them one point five million. You laid a friggin' egg out there. Uh, you know, it doesn't. It, it surprises me a little bit. He didn't say anything, but uh, not much because that had to be a pretty embarrassing loss. You know what? I am surprised. I'm shocked by that. You have to say, like, Coach, your kids did a great job. I you agree. Did a great job. I like, agree. Yeah. Give me a break. I completely agree with that. I, I'm, yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. yeah. Let me ask you guys something. <laughs> Um, this is this is off of, of this game and the coach, but this is a, a bigger question. So I saw it, and, and I had to jump in on it because I get so sick and tired of hearing this. The the tweet that showed the video because I did the I did the San Fran um, Denver game uh, last Sunday for sorry one. Yeah. Uh, no, listen, I loved it because the defense has played great. Everybody sits there, oh, what a shitty game. 
That was a great defensive game. Now, the offenses look like shit at times with bad throws by both Wilson and Garoppolo and, and, and drop balls. But those defenses, both of them, are for real, and I enjoyed that. Moving on, after the game, you see Jimmy Garoppolo going over and hugging one of the Denver players, smiling, you know, guys who obviously know each other, and all fucking hell breaks loose. Oh, my God, how could you be doing that after a game? And before I get you guys' reaction, let me just say, I can't stand that. This is what people do for a living. This is their job. They know these players. They cross paths. The game is over. You go over, you say hi to someone, and you move on. Don't think that that a player doesn't feel bad about the loss, but right after that game, for him to go up and smile and give a hug to somebody he knows, I see zero issue with it at all, and I get so irritated with people that say, you should not be smiling after that. Shut the fuck up. All right. I mean, Jesus. please. I, but it really, it really aggravates the hell out of me. Man, this is this is their job. This is what they do, and that these are the people they know. They take a couple seconds. They say hi. Hope the family's well, and they move on. And then they'll feel like shit about the game. But to rip them for smiling and shaking the hand of a guy on the other team, man, that just pisses me off. Uh, Mike, so you always look at it from the player perspective, yeah. and I always look at things from the fan perspective. And I will tell you that fans want the players to absorb the loss the same way they are at home. And so I don't know what to tell you. Like, they want Jimmy – they feel so bad that the Niners lost that game. They're not smiling at home. They're not celebrating at home. And they don't want to see their quarterback smiling and celebrating after the game. They don't want to see it. And, you know, if, if, if that's the way that you as a fan want to deal with it, that's fine. But – you know what? You're not in. You're not a player. You're not the guy who works every day, and this is your oh, job, right. and this is how you make your living, and right. these are the people you know, so this is how he chooses to celebrate it. You know, you right. can do it differently. You can both feel bad and still look at it differently at the end of a game. Right. So, I, I, I listen, I understand what you're saying from the fan. We know it's short. Listen, I, I said this when I was in Philly. We'd lose a game, and that Wednesday, the next Wednesday, I'd be out in the grocery store or something shopping, and someone would say, how can you be out? How are you not watching film? And I'd be like, are you fucking serious? You know, I mean, I'm so devastated over that loss. I said, yeah, you get Sunday to Sunday. You see a game right. Sunday and you get to wait till next Sunday. I got to start working for the next game. I got to put right. that loss behind me. And you know what? I'm still living a life. You know, I got a life here. I'm not 24 Plus, some of your defensive scheme, Mike, there was no reason to watch film. You've told us repeatedly that there were times where Reggie White and Clyde Simmons just told you not to move. Like, get out of the way. <laughs> oh, no, they didn't have to tell me that. I knew to stay out of their way. <laughs> I would just ask them before the game, hey, you planning on, on spinning inside or anything? I'll say the hell out of your way. You know, I'm, right. I'm cool. You know, yeah. I'll help you up after the play, after you sack the quarterback. Yeah. Uh, Billy, you seem to be objecting to this. I don't know. I was no, I mean, it was, a, it was, like, I mean, it was yeah. a very Justin Fields take that you just yeah. had where it was right. like, you know what? I don't care about the fans. I'm the one that's actually putting in the work. No, no, I no. will say this, Mike, yeah. that during after the Dolphins and Bills game this uh, this past weekend, I did see the the Bills players. I remember Stephon Diggs specifically was kind of like laughing with some of the Dolphins players. Yeah. And then Tua was consoling Josh Allen. I thought it was pretty cool because because these people, I mean, in that game in particular, they were all passing out. They all needed IVs like they oh, had yeah. everything yeah. on the field. And after it was done and it ended in a horrific way for the Bills where they just simply ran out of ran time. Out of time, yeah. They were just like they were cool. They were going. They were I, talking to the Dolphins. And as I and I said, if a player wants to huff off the field and not, you know, and, and be mad, that's fine, too. If that's how they want to deal with it. Now, I'm a firm believer in going over and shaking hands with especially the guy you played against the most and and doing that. It's not like, you know, the, the, and there are different times. Sometimes I don't know them as well. And if it's a bad loss, it's a quick handshake and I'm in the locker room. But really? if, I know, if I know people on the other team, I have no problem staying out there, seeing how the family is, saying hi or whatever. And I, and I know there are fans that say, oh, you can get his number, catch up later. It doesn't have to be after the game. And I, I just disagree with that. Uh, Billy, I think what you saw with the Bills and the Dolphins was, was like, hey, it was such a violent game, and I think they were all happy they just survived. Like I'm saying, the heat and the violence. <laughs> oh, like, like, playing in know? heat is playing. I I play in zero degrees before I play in that heat. I hate playing in heat. Hate it. Well, that game could have ended. It, it was a coin toss. You know what I mean? Like they yeah, were so yeah. evenly matched the entire game that it, it's yes. just like, yeah, like you got us this time, but we can get you next time. Do you guys buy into the Dolphins? And right now they're saying they're the first top team or, or, or Eagles Dolphins. You guys buy in. Uh, I mean, me, me and Billy and Greg Cody had them go into the Super Bowl before the season. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Wait, really? It. As a yeah. joke or you really picked no, that? No, for real. I can't no, figure we it really out thought that. Either. We did. Yeah. Mike, they're a talented I, team. They I'm going to need to hear tape of that. 
<laughs> and I'm gonna need you to see. It. I'm gonna need it to exists. see the video. I'm gonna need to see the video with the date stamp on it too. Okay. It exists. I mean, we, we'll find it. Yeah, it definitely yeah. happens, and we were I, laughed at. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mike, they have a good team. Oh no, I think the, I, there I were questions around me too. I think, I yeah. think, I think you'd be the better person to ask. Are you? And Mike, I'm telling you right now, Billy is. <laughs> he's keeping receipts. Okay. Oh um, God. Was that no, if you're in on the Dolphins, salad. Mike, we need to know before the Thursday night game. Okay? They, I, I don't. I mean, I'm in on them that they're better. I don't think they're going to the Super Bowl. I mean, uh, the AFC yeah. is deep, and just like Billy said, I agree with you. That game could have gone either way, and that's how it's going to be with probably the top four or five AFC teams. It's way deeper than the NFC. I mean, you got the Eagles who are playing that are so balanced. Other than that, I mean. You never know which receiver will be on the field for either Tampa Bay or Green Bay. You know, the Rams, we've seen them look good and bad. We haven't seen a lot of great consistency. We've seen it more in the AFC. So, yeah, Miami on, on their, their best day, they certainly could represent. But, man, it, it, a lot of those are going to be coin tosses. The thing that makes you feel good about the Dolphins, if you're a Dolphins fan, is that this was the tough part of their schedule, these first four. And after this, their next seven or eight are really easy, joke. winnable games. So they're going to have probably a very inflated record at some point. But then you need to get to the playoffs and play the other teams. The only problem with that is everybody thought Kansas City was going to smoke the Colts because they have sucked for the year, and look what happened. So yeah. even when you play the teams you should beat, that, that, that's the NFL, man. It could sneak up and bite you in the ass if you don't play your best. So on paper, I get what you're saying. But, you know, we've already seen it go other ways at times. Mike, but listen, after after Cincinnati, and it's a short week after a violent game and yeah. 110 degrees sun. And all those okay, plays indeed. they had, yeah, yeah. But I just, like, Mike, let me just reel these off to you real quick. The Jets, the Vikings, the Steelers, the Lions, the Bears, the Browns, <laughs> the Texans, the Niners. Those are not very good teams. Those are not very good quarterbacks. And I know what you're saying about the NFL – that they'll probably lose a game that they shouldn't lose. They've already they won a game. They probably they shouldn't have won. Yep. Uh, and that's the way it works in the NFL. But, Mike, that is e – when you're off to a 3-0 and start, that's a really easy schedule. Yeah, the teams I look at, Minnesota, they can be better than you think. But, but Minnesota, as I've always said, usually is good enough to not be great and not bad enough to suck. So they're right there in the middle. But every now and then, you can see the possibility of offensive explosion. Detroit's averaging over 30 a game. Yeah, I, I can see them losing that game, right? Oh, no, absolutely. And yeah. Cleveland, with their defense, you know, and the running attack, who knows? But for the most part, I, I get what you're saying. You know, you're right. It's certainly on the easier side. But they'll, they'll give one of those away. I mean, that's, that, that's what happens. Yeah. All right. I mean, keep, keep the receipt on me. I mean – they beat the Patriots, who are just nothing, and they beat a shell of a Ravens team that has absolutely no defense, and they shouldn't have won that game anyway. Then you win a game in 110-degree heat when you live there. I mean, keep, that that is a completely overrated team. I, I, I mean, what are we talking about here? Listen, Mike McDaniel beat Bill Belichick, John Harbaugh, <laughs> and then Josh He Allen. beat the Ravens defense, and he beat the, <laughs> the Patriots with Mac Jones and nobody at receiver. You Mike, and you I can walk on the field and play receiver for the Patriots right I now. I can tell you what you and I shouldn't be doing is blasting the Dolphins as Jet fans, okay? <laughs> Listen, just because, just because our team is worse doesn't mean their team is the best. <laughs> I, listen, I like what the Dolphins are doing. I, how can you not? I mean, they're they're taking care of their business, and and we'll we'll see how far it goes. But, uh, but you think the Bills are better, and that's fair. Like a lot of people I, feel like that. You, I think you the think Bills you would rather have the Bills team. Right? I think the Bills are better. I think Kansas City's better. Right. <clears throat> the Chargers were a bit of a shocker, um, yeah. the way they got smoked. So that that's you know because they were they were one of those teams. I thought, oh, I've been wrong about a couple. I thought the Chargers, and I thought New Orleans would be as better than what they're showing right now as well. Yeah, Herbert a bit overrated, right? I mean, I don't know about that. You know, the one thing though, I had to answer somebody on on Twitter. Uh, you know, he had the cartilage thing and and he got it numbed up. I, I had that exact same injury. Thirteen weeks of getting shot in the cartilage between the ribs, but it works. You don't feel a thing. But but he made a throw, and someone was like, "I can't believe Justin Herbert made a throw being injured the way he is." I said, "Dude, that's what the needle's for." He doesn't feel shit. That's why he can make that throw. He doesn't feel anything, man. Wait right. till three hours after the game, and then go ask him how he feels. He did make one of the five best throws I've ever seen in that game. Yeah, in that but game, yeah. He did, but yeah, because he didn't feel the injury. That's the whole idea behind right. sticking a needle in it. And thank God the doctor didn't hit his lung. Like, 
They did with right. Tyrod Taylor last I year. I can't believe that doctor's still hanging around. I yeah. mean, seriously. I know. Uh, Literally sticking a needle into people's chests. Yeah. Right. Justin God. Herbert's. <laughs> Jesus oh. Christ. What God. are they doing? The Chargers. Yeah. Uh, Mike, all I think of when I see Eagles 3-0, Dolphins 3-0, is how the hell did Nick Saban get both those fucking quarterbacks on his team? Like, uh, listen, you know what? <laughs> and, and that's the one thing we've, we've talked about is Ohio State, Alabama. We have said with both these teams, both those schools, because they've had quarterbacks come out, name the last great quarterback that came out from either one of those schools. That that was a high pick like these guys and lived up to it. We haven't had one from either school, right? Name me one. No, name no, me one. But no. Jalen and – listen, Jalen and Tua were both on the hot seat this year. Were they going to be – the quarterback of the future because you got probably four quarterbacks that are going to be first rounders next year. Mm. So this was a big year for them. And they're both to their credit. They are both answering the bell. Yeah. That was the genius of Saban to win all those championships with a bunch of AJ McCarron's. Yeah. You know? yeah. 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 Very uh, true. And then he finally got a couple of good quarterbacks yeah. and, and he still won championships. <laughs> you can do it with or without it. Don't matter. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Mike, we appreciate it. That was fun. Uh, I know you love those stories. That's why love I wanted them. you to join in there because you love those small schools being up them. on the big schools. Yeah. Love Rick. He was a great interview. And I love that he embraced it, you know, that it wasn't like, well, we just move on. You know, I don't want to. No, man, you fucking did it, man. Enjoy yeah. that shit, man. And I'm glad he is. Good for him. So cool. Yep. Uh, and we can all laugh at Mike Ryan. All right. Thanks, yeah. Mike. All, all right. See you guys. See you. <laughs> Stugouts here for my friends over at Miller Lite. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So, what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. Listen, for me, it's simple. When I'm sitting around with friends, with family, we're at concerts, we're watching the Knicks finally win for the first time in 30 years, we're laughing, we're having a great time, we do it with ice cold. Miller Lite. Always have, always will. Miller Lite keeps it simple, undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash stew, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer.